Welcome to Lifehouse Church Online. To know more about our senior pastors, head to the Lifehouse website. We hope you enjoy the service. I'm going to preach a word today. It's, it's a follow-up of last week's message. So I just need you to really open up your heart today. So would you bow your head with me? Father God, thank you for every person in this place. Thank you, Lord, for those that have come into your house today. Lord, whether they've come for the first time or second time, or Lord, this is home. Lord, I pray today that you will speak and you will speak clearly. You would challenge us from the very core of our being. And that, Lord God, we're telling you, you're welcome to do that, Lord God. Anyone else want to join in with me? Lord, you're welcome to do that in my heart and mind today. In Jesus' name. Come on, let's give him a shout right across this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, worship team. You guys are absolutely brilliant. We're going to do a little bit more of that at the end of this service. Is that okay? All right. So this, I'm just going to, this is just a, just a very small, short message. And then, and I just saw someone on the front row that I'm not going to embarrass, but I just love them a lot. And whenever I see people like that, it just moves my heart. That's all. We're going to worship it. We're going to praise and worship at the end of this service. And, uh, and so I want you to get ready to do that. Maybe you've never really done that with all your whole heart, but I'm believing you're going to do it today at a whole new level so that God can take you to a whole new level. Amen? How, how's the tiered seating people going at the back there? You doing all right? Yeah, yeah, there they are. Yeah, yeah. John chapter 4, verse 23. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. The Father is seeking. What's he seeking? He's seeking. Can we just turn down the, the, um, the, 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 something's booming up here, isn't it? What is it? Fall back. Can we turn down the fall back or something a little? Jesus is telling us the Father is seeking worshippers. You know, you don't read anywhere else that God is seeking anything other than lost people and worshippers. It seems to be the pattern. First you get saved, and then he's asking you to be a worshipper. That's the pattern of Christianity. Go and make disciples. The first part is we've got to reach lost people. The second thing we've got to do is we've got to make sure that people are seeking God in worship. He actually tells us in spirit... And in truth, and if you see the word spirit, it's not a capital S. Whenever you see the word in capital S, it's referring to the Holy Spirit. When you see it in a small s, it's referring to your spirit. He wants you to worship him in spirit and in truth, not in the flesh, not in your soul. He doesn't want you to be worshipping just because you feel like it. No, we worship him and we praise him because it's the right thing to do from the inside out. And he's telling us that our worship needs to be authentic inside and it needs to be accurate. It needs to be in truth. He's telling us that our worship needs to be devotional from the inside, but it also, um, it, it needs to be devotional, it needs to be doctrinally correct. Because what often happens is we do it from the inside, but we do weird things that the Bible doesn't tell us to do. And, and, and we start doing weird stuff. So he's telling us to do it in two ways. It's got to be from the inside, but you've got to get it right on the outside as well. There's two things that he requires from us. And, and the Bible is telling us that God is looking. He's looking for that. He's seeking it. Matthew chapter 15, verse 8, 
Jesus goes a little bit deeper. He's actually referring to um, Isaiah the prophet. And he quotes him. He says, these people, they draw near to me with their mouth and they honor me with their lips. But, everyone say but, but their heart is far from me. And guys, you know what? You know, we could easily be in this place today. And you know what? We're just singing praises to God. But your heart could possibly not be in it. And, and I'm on a hunt if it's okay with you. As your pastor, of course, we are always trying to reach lost people. But once you're in the seats and you've given your life to Jesus, then I'm determined to make you into a praiser and a worshiper if that's okay with you. We don't want to be a church that's capacity, filled to capacity. But we're just here and we're just clapping along. And we're just like, yeah, that's the power of your name. No, no. See, that's someone that's doing it on the outside, but you're not doing it on the inside. See, with Christianity, it's from the inside out. And I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, as your pastor who loves you, guys, it's my job. This is what God calls me to do. Richard, give me a church that knows how to praise me. Amen. It's not hype. It's what God is seeking. It's what, come on, someone. It's what God is seeking. It's my job. I'm on a hunt. I'm on a hunt to make sure that you're here, that you're here early, you're on time. Why? Because I've got to turn you into worshippers, apparently. That's my job. As your leader, as your pastor, as the person who's leading this church, as the person who's reading his Bible and trying to see, God, what is, what is your will for your people? Turn them into praises and worshippers, Richard. That's your job. And then I'll do the rest. And the title of this message is The Weapon of Praise. Guys, we're still ringing madly up here. Turn the fall back off if you have to. That's fine by me. I think that proves the point. Are we killed it? Yep. Is there someone back there? No? Someone? Yep. Someone's going to kill it in a minute. Okay. It's really important that we realize that praise, praise is not singing upbeat songs. You know, we call it the praise and worship. No, no, praise can be very slow. It can be mellow. It can be soft. Let me tell you what praise is. Praise is when you decide, I'm going to tell God how wonderful he is for everything he has done. Amen. So listen. Why, why is he determined that you become praises? Because you need to continually acknowledge what he has done in your life. Why? Because if you don't, then you become unthankful, which leads to bitterness and pain and hurt. But when we constantly come into this place and we're telling him everything that he has done, whether the music is fast or slow, it makes no difference. We come into this place on time and early so that we can raise our hands and say, God, you're magnificent to me and I love you so much. Listen, we've, we drove past, I'm not trying to be critical, it's just the truth. You know it's true. We drove past a thousand churches to get here who aren't doing that. Why would we do the same? No, no. no. And for some of us, it's like, but why does it need to be loud? Well, you know what? I went to a concert on, on Friday night, and you know what? It was loud. And, and no one else had a problem with it. And everybody was, was enjoying themselves. And you know what they were doing? They were worshipping the people on stage. Well, you know, when we come in here, we don't worship these people. We're going to get loud because we're worshipping the King of glory, the one who deserves. Come on, someone. He deserves everything. And it's powerful. It's powerful. Why would I want you to become a praiser? Because I know you've got issues. 
And so have I. I know you've got problems. So have I. I know you've got challenges. So have I. I know you need some healing in different areas. And so have I. So what can I possibly get you to do that will get God involved in your situation? Because at the end of the day, I I don't want to counsel you all day. And most of the time, I can't help your problem. I can't heal you. Jesus does by the power of his Holy Spirit. So how do I get God involved in your lives? 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 22. The Bible tells us that an army was surrounded and, and there was a besieging army com, coming toward the children of Israel. And, and, then, and then a man called Jehoshaphat says, you know what, guys, we're not going to send out people with swords and, and bow and arrows. No, no, we're going to send out our worshipers. We're going to send out our praises first. And I've preached this to you before, but I just want to highlight that one scripture. It says, at the very moment, everyone say very moment. At the very moment, guys, at the very moment, not even three weeks later, at the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord, the Lord, not Lifehouse Church, not Pastor Richard, not his leadership team, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon and Moab and the Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. We need the Lord to get your problems fighting amongst themselves. How did that happen for them? They praised their way out. They praise their way. No wonder the enemy wants to put a wet blanket over God's people. No wonder he wants to mock what happens on this platform. No wonder there is a whole culture out there that mock you and I because what sort of church do you go to? Oh, is it one of those happy, clappy churches? Well, at least we're happy. Yeah, we may be clappy, but at least we're happy. At least they've worked us out, but we see that as a criticism. We should go, absolutely, we're clappy because that's why I'm happy. Come on, we're going to to celebrate that. This is who we are as a church. I don't want to be, I mean, listen, there are times of silence. There's times of quiet. But you can do that when you're washing your dishes. It's fine. Why do we have to do that every every single, no, no. You know, this, this is really rare. This only happens for a few moments. Now, I'm not saying praise only happens here, but it certainly happens here. And I think everything flows out of the house of God, to be honest. And I think, I think the better appraiser you are in God's house, the better you'll be on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. Amen. This is where, this is where it starts. 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 4. It says, I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise and have been saved by my, from my enemies. First comes the praise, then comes the saving from your enemies. Amen. How many of you appreciate the fact that I'm a pretty transparent preacher and I tell stories that make me look very bad. Anyone, anyone appreciate the fact that I do that from time to time? Just from time to time. I'm not trying to belittle myself or be, you know, um, self-defecating or something like that. I said it on purpose, man. <laughs> I believe in praise with all. I'm, I'm, I'm a worshiper. I'm a, I'm, I'm a singer. Uh, I, I, I'm a musician. Like, I love praise. I love it, love it, love it, love it, right? So this is really coming out of my heart. But we went to state conference recently. But before we got to state conference, we were at another conference, at our friend's conference in Brisbane, and the music was loud, like loud, like loud. And then, and then we came back to... To Melbourne and, and last Sunday, it was, it was loud, life out, it was loud. And so, we, you know, I, I stand right there and so loud. And then, then we end up going to state conference and it was loud. Planet Shakers building, they've got more speakers than they have people in the building. 
right? It was loud. Those of us that were there, it was loud. <laughs> loud. And I had the privilege of being on the front row. Great. Loud, loud. Anyway, came to the very last session of conference. It was the Wednesday night, I believe. And I'm standing there, and my ears are burning, right? And I'm like, I don't think I can do worship tonight. I don't think I can. So I just thought, you know, I'll go. I'll sit at the back. It was still loud at the back. I'll sit in the foyer. I promise you, it was still loud in the foyer. I thought, I've got to get out of the building. So I got out of the building. Then everyone thought I was like a homeless person. So I thought, okay, I can't stand it. So I went to Macca's. <laughs> I went to Macca's, having a nice... It, it didn't taste that good, I'll be honest with you. Maybe because the guilt was getting... Maybe the guilt sauce wasn't, wasn't working for me. Anyway, I'm like, well, it's been about half an hour. You know, so anyway, I walk in. I time it perfectly. It's all said and done. I'm like, great. And my ears are like, great, you know. So anyway, I, I sit down. Pastor Russell Evans is preaching. Some of you were there. You saw what happened. Pastor Russell Evans is preaching. And he's like, he's preaching this great message. He goes, I need some volunteers. I go, great. Choose him. Choose him. He goes, Richard. And that guy and that guy. So, great. So now, now I'm up on stage. So he gets us up on stage. And where do I stand? I end up standing right behind him. And there's a big camera like that with my big bald head on LED screens, the biggest LED screens you've ever seen in your life, right? Like, I looked at one point and I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to they're gonna be, they're become blind by the shine off my head, these people, right? Anyway, I'm there. Pastor Russell's preaching. He's just as bald as me, so that's all right. Anyway, then he goes, you know what? We're going to praise and worship. I'm like, great. I'm up for that. I believe in that. But then they sing three brand new songs that I've never heard before. Yeah, because they sang them during the praise and worship while I was at Mackett's. So he's like, come on, we're all going to sing. And I'm like, I don't know the, I don't, I got, I don't know these, I got, but my head is right on the camera. Everyone's watching my lips. And he's like, come on, let's sing it with passion. I'm like, so do you know how you sort of do the whole, I'll just pretend I'm praising God. These guys are singing with all their heart. And God says to me, you reckon you, reckon you can sneak a worship service, eh? I'll highlight to the whole conference that you snuck out here. I'll highlight to the whole conference. I had no idea what the songs were. I got caught out. You know what? I didn't know how to praise God in that moment because I didn't prepare for it earlier. And my little point to you is this. If you don't know how to praise God here, then when something really happens in your life where you need to really praise God, you won't know what to do. You actually won't have the words. And do you know how I know this is true? Because in a moment, we're going to get the worship band up here. You watch. Watch what's going to happen. See if I'm right or wrong. I'm going to say, come on, guys. The worship band are up here. We're going to praise God now. Come on. Let's just tell him how good he is. And you, this is what you'll do. Father, I thank you that you're good. And, and you'll be struggling to come out with words. You know what that tells me? You don't know how to praise. You've, you, don't, you don't know how to use the weapon of praise. You, I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you don't believe in it. I'm not saying you don't think it's powerful. You just don't know how to use it. And that would be fair, except that you're in a church that tries to teach you every single Sunday how to praise. Because I'm telling you right now, maybe you're in this room right now and you've got nothing going on. But when your teenage child starts to become wayward, or when they start dating someone that they shouldn't be, you better know how to praise because that's the weapon that God's going to get you to use to get your child away from that to get your business flourishing, to get our church flourishing. We've got to know how to praise, guys. And I got caught out that day. And the funny thing is, 
I left the room because the thing was so loud. So where does God put me? Right in front of the drum kit. I couldn't have been any closer to the drum kit with none of this Perspex stuff. It was like, I got off that thing, I was deaf. It's like God said, don't, don't, don't take shortcuts. Now, I'm not saying God's punishing me, but he probably was. Right? Just so I could tell you that story. But here's the point. You know, when, when we went to America... Sorry, I hope this doesn't offend some people. But we went to Las Vegas. And at Las Vegas, you can hire, like, go to a place where you can actually shoot machine guns and stuff like that. And so we did. <laughs> right? Because, right? you know, America, right? Can't do that in Australia. So we go there. And so, you know, and, and so I'm there. And I've got this, it's called an M60. Forget M16. This thing is like, like that, right? And I'm ready to shoot this thing. And he goes, so ready... And then I got the thing, and he goes, now fire. And I'm like, it, just does, it doesn't work. He goes, you've got to take the safety off. You've got to take the safety. See, I was holding a weapon, but I didn't know how to take the safety off. The safety. You've got to take the safety off. And some of you come into this place, and you're like, you're ready to praise, but you've got your safety on. And you're being a little bit reserved because you're trying to be really cool around the people around you, and you've got your safety on. And God would say to all of us today, take your safety off. Take the safety off. Come on, girl. Take the safety off. Don't try and impress me. Don't be cool for me or the person, but they can't heal you. They can't d d deliver you from depression, but God can. Take your safety off. Let's be a dangerously praising, worshipping church. Amen. That's the church we want. And you know what? I've got to tell you, I mean, seriously, again, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because I think we're almost there. But listen, do you know what I'm really doing here? I'm not preaching messages. I'm setting culture. This is who Lifehouse is. We believe this with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. Amen? You know, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this, but Paul Spiro, who's a very... Come on, do we love Paul Spiro? If those of you online, you've heard more about Paul than you've heard about anyone else in this church. But you know what I love about Paul? Paul's another transparent guy. He's very honest. And Paul's the most positive, worshipping, praising guy that you've ever seen in your life. But he had a stage of his life where he, he will tell you, Full-blown depression. Would that be true, Paul? Full-blown depression. And I've got to tell you, if I saw what happened to him, to any one of you, I, 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 wouldn't, I, I don't know how you would have responded. It was so dark. But do you know, I didn't panic for Paul because there's one thing I knew Paul knew how to do. He was a praiser and he was a worshiper. And in all the darkness of his life, he was walking around Lost sometimes, a little bit confused, but Paul knew how to praise. And if you know Paul, he still, he, he still loves to praise. What pulled him out of that situation, I honestly believe it was the praise and worship of everything God had done for him and that God was going to do. Amen. Come on, someone. Now, I, I, listen, I pray that that would be your life. What are you thinking is going to change something in your world? What are you thinking is going to change it? I'll show you miracle after miracle after miracle that happened when someone gave thanks first. Jesus wanted to change the bread and multiply it. The Bible says he gave thanks first. You know, when we are, we, what is giving thanks? It's praising God. It's actually, thank you so much, God, for what you're doing. Thank him. Praise him. But let's do it in spirit and in truth. Are you with me? Okay, just, just a couple more points here. Psalm, Psalm 22. Psalm 22, verse 3. It says this, it says, yet you are holy. Can you read out that last part? Enthroned on the praises of Israel. God is enthroned on praises. So here's the question for you. 
How big is the throne that you've created for God in your life? If he's enthroned on praises, how big is the throne? Have you given him an auditorium chair? Have you given him a stool? Or have you given him a big, gold, elaborate throne where he has got precedence over your life? Come on, how big is the throne? Because let me tell you something. As much as praises build God a throne, complaining and whinging builds the enemy a throne in your life too. And how do we know that? You see it in the Bible. You see when God's people began to praise him, God won the battle for them. But listen, what's the opposite of that? Come on, we've got to also see the opposite. When they began to complain and whinge, God released the snakes into their lives. How how can God do that? No, no, no. It's just that God usually protects them from the snakes. But the minute you complain and whinge, God just takes his protection off you and says, if that's what you want to do, if that's going to become your praise, your negative praise, then receive the fruit of that. No, no, come on. Today we need to be people that we're not going to spend time whinging and complaining. We're going to build God a throne of praise today. Come on, give him a shout. Give him a shout. I know you're going through a dark time. Shout out his praise. How about getting up in the morning and saying, oh, that guy is just never going to change. How about you say, God, I believe you are the God that changes people. God, I believe that you can minister to him right now as he's sitting at that traffic light. God, speak to him. How do I know God can do this? Because he did it to me. I was, I've told you this. I was living a single life, but I had a praying wife. Yeah. And three years into our marriage, I'm going to say it straight. I was an idiot husband. <laughs> I was an idiot. No, I'm serious. I've got no shame in saying it. No one had taught me how to be a great man of God. No one had taught me how to be a husband. All I had was people who were really bad examples to me. That's the honest truth. You can use that as an excuse for the rest of your life. Or as a wife, you can say, you know what, God, this guy hasn't had the greatest example, but I believe you can touch him. And there I am in my car driving down on the Tullamarine Freeway, about to get off the Brunswick Road exit, and God speaks, God speaks to me. I'm telling you, stop living like a single man. Where did that come from? I'm telling you, God spoke to me. I, I didn't read a book about it. It's not like someone confronted me about it. No one even challenged me. God spoke to me because there was a praying wife at home praising God who was believing that God can do something. Come on, someone get excited. Do you know what that tells me? We've got children that aren't doing what we hoped that they would do. You can praise your way out for them. Oh, show me biblically, Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas began to praise in the prison. What happened to every other prisoner's chains? They all got set free. The whole lot of them got set free because someone decided, come on, someone decided to praise. Someone decided, and then then the people around them got set free. It doesn't tell us that the prisoners began to praise. Because of Paul and Silas, everyone got set free. Hey, I've got to tell you straight, I praise and worship God a lot for my kids. I do. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not, listen, I'm not saying I can save them. No, no, don't get me wrong. Only one person can save them, the name of Jesus. Okay? My kids are not going to get to heaven because dad's saved. That's not the truth. I've, I've warned them. That's not true. You, you need to get to heaven on your own. But pushing the enemy back, oh, yeah, that's mum and dad's business. Amen? That's mum and dad's business. And I'll tell you what, we're going to go to work. We're going to praise him. We're going to worship him. And the funny thing is, we get to do it on a Sunday for a few hours, and, 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 and it's wonderful. But friends, you don't need to wait. You can do it. Do you know when my breast, my best breast, do you know when my, 
you know when my, and, and don't leave me hanging. Does anyone, when I put those earmuffs on and I'm cutting my grass, man, it's, it's conference. Like, I meet with God while I am, because you know what? No one can disturb you. Or you no one wants to talk to you because then they think you're going to get them to help, right? So everyone stays right away from you, right? It's like it's, it's, it's free zone, right? I'm telling you, that's where God speaks to me so clearly. And do you know what I do at that time? I'm praising God. You know why? Because you can't hear me either. My neighbors must think I'm crazy, but I don't care. But I'm there praising God. God, I just praise you. I thank you. Thank you for what you're doing in this church. Father God, thank you for the new churches that we're going to be planting here and afar. Thank you, Father God, for conference. It's going to be amazing. God, people are going to receive a touch from God. Praise him, praise him wherever. I'm telling you, there's no music. There's no, no guy in the background. That'd be really weird if I was on my lawn and some guy was on the co- with the keyboard <laughs> playing music. I'm like, no, you don't need that. But praise is going to come out of my lips. Are you with me? So come on. Here it is, Psalm 34. I'm going to ask the worship team, please come and join me very quickly. Psalm 34. Can we, can we read this one out together? Come on, can, can, we, can we say it with a loud voice? Are you ready? One, two, three. I will praise the Lord at all times. I will constantly speak His praises. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are helpless take heart. Come, let us tell of the Lord's greatness Let us exalt his name together. Come on, someone. How beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? And out of that, we get beautiful songs. I exalt thee. That's where we get that song. I exalt thee. Remember that song? Do you know, and and, and we read Psalms like that and we're like, oh, how beautiful, how warm, how toasty. As you're reading that psalm, you're so toasty in your front lounge room with your little journal and, and, you're, and, and you're there and you go. What you don't realise is King David wrote that while he was pretending to be insane. Read it, read it. Pretending to be insane because he was being chased out of his own homeland. He didn't have a place to live. He was living in a cave. But yet he wrote that. I will bless the Lord at all times. And we get all nostalgic and warm and fuzzy. What we don't realise is that was written in in the darkest time of his life. But he says, I will praise the Lord. I will praise him. And life's not that great. But you're going to heaven. Your sins are all forgiven. You're going to be raised from the dead one day. And he's going to raise you up. And the first thing you're going to see is Jesus' shiny face. But he says, welcome home. I love you. You are so welcome here. And you've done nothing to deserve it. No wonder he's got a reason to praise. Does anyone else have a reason to praise God? Listen, if you're going to wait for a perfect day before you praise, if you're waiting, I've had enough coffee, I've had enough sleep, I'm going to praise God. No, that's not the sort of church we're building. No, no, we come in here, we're tired and we haven't had any sleep and the kids have, and then we just go, but God, you deserve the praise and you begin to praise Him and you sing and you sing loud and you clap and you whistle. Why? Because you are God's instrument. You are God's instrument. The Bible says sing Worship the Lord, it says, with the drums. Now, it didn't look like that when King David wrote about it, but it was a drum kit. The Bible says, 
Sing unto the Lord, play unto, praise Him, it says, with the drum. And then it says, play Him with the stringed instruments. Praise Him, it says, with the harp. This is just a modern day harp. It's a harp. But you know what's strange? Christians get all funny about, yeah, but should you have a drum kit in church? And should you have... Can I tell you something? Do you know none of this? Oh, this is going to shock some of you. It's going to shock. I hope this doesn't burst your bubble. But see this guy in that drum kit? It's not for you. It's actually for the Lord. He's praising the Lord. He's not helping you praise the Lord. He is praising the Lord. And that's not for you either. That's actually, he's playing unto the Lord. And he is playing unto the Lord. And these singers, they're not singing to you. They're singing unto the Lord. It's all for him. We're praising him. And you just get to be a part of it. This is not a concert. This is just all of us. He's praising the Lord and you're just joining him. Oh, that's cute. That's cute that they've got a harp up there. I'm going to praise God with or without it though. That's what this is all about today. So come on, I want you to stand to your feet. Okay, I've been transparent. Here's your time. Does anyone have something going on in their life that they'd love to see? come into their life, go out of their life. Anyone want to see some things changed in their life? Raise your hand about now. Yeah? Okay, that's pretty much all of us. Pretty much. You want some things to leave your life? You want some things to enter your life? You want some things changed? You want some, you want some power of God to inhabit your life? Amen? That's great. That's awesome. I can't help you. He can call out to Him, the one who can save you, who can bring that person into your life. I can't do it. I've tried. I've tried to be your wingman. I've ruined it. I'm not that good of a matchmaker. How about you go to the one who made your match? He's the maker. Amen. So come on. Hi, I'm Richard Kabakian, pastor of Lifehouse Church just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.